This is the message given by Pastor James Lim during the morning worship service at Faith Presbyterian Church, Long Beach, California, for October 8, 2023. The title of the message is Making Hard Decisions. We come now to the reading and preaching of God's Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask Him for uh, His Spirit to... Uh, Help us understand what we're about to hear. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we come uh, trusting in you. We ask for your Holy Spirit to use your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Help us as we consider what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, to walk uh, by faith in you and in your word. Lord, would you speak to us would you be with me as I read and preach it so that your people might hear and believe and walk by it? Bless us this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We continue this morning and to consider what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. We've been looking uh, the past several weeks at how faith in Christ uh, impacts the way that we see things, the way that we make decisions, the way that we live. Uh, we looked at faith in the midst of our doubts, in the midst of our idols, and uh, the uncertainty of our lives, as well as our unbelief. This morning, I want us to consider what it means then to walk by faith when we have to make hard decisions. And so with that, hear now the reading of God's holy word, beginning in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold... An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. The writer of Hebrews uh, in chapter 11, uh, verse 1, says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And what the writer of Hebrews is saying there is faith is a way of seeing. It's a way of walking in life. Faith is seeing with the eyes of our heart rather than the eyes in our heads. Faith is trusting in what God says is true rather than what the world says is true. Faith is like putting on a pair of night vision goggles. 
It helps you see what your eyes can't ordinarily see through the darkness of night. When you put them on, it's as if you can see what is invisible to the naked eye. And this is what Paul means when he tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. We need to live by faith as we see everything, everything, the visible and the invisible things, by faith and then living in accordance with that. But sometimes we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place. Sometimes we don't put on the, the, the vision, the night vision glasses, if you will, right? Maybe a, a better way to put it is the faith vision goggles. And we see only things with the naked eye, only as the world sees them, sees them and we find ourselves in a conundrum. We find ourselves uh, having to make very difficult decisions. And so when we have to make those kinds of decisions, we don't know whether to trust the Lord and see with the eyes of our heart or trust in ourselves or in someone or something else and see with the eyes in our heads. And so the question I want us to consider this morning is how do we make those hard decisions? How do we make those hard decisions as we walk by faith and not by sight? The first thing is that we need to consider everything through the lens of faith rather than through the lens of our fears. When we see things by faith, we have to take into account God's invisible and supernatural existence and power in the world. We have to see past the physical and material and see what God, only God can do and will do in the world and in our lives and in any given situation we find ourselves in. Matthew gives us Jesus' birth narrative here from Joseph's side of the story, you know, whereas Luke gives us Mary's side. Luke tells us that it was the angel Gabriel who told Mary that she will conceive and bear a son by the Holy Spirit, that he is the incarnate Son of God, God come in the flesh, the God-man, true God, very God of very God, true man. And this is the miraculous virgin conception that we celebrate every Christmas. Jesus, is, uh, John des- is, describes, uh, in, in his gospel, he describes it as a kind of new creation Uh, Echoing Genesis 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so Mary is betrothed to Joseph, which in those days was as good as being married before they could actually live together and and have um, intercourse. So before they came together, uh, Matthew says here, before they... Uh, could have marital relations before they can have sex, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Now, he doesn't know that. He, he, he didn't see it with his eyes. And, and Matthew is giving this narrative uh, from an omnipotent narrator's point of view because he was told that. Uh, he's probably uh, echoing Uh, Mary's side of the story and and presupposing it. But imagine if you are Joseph 
and your fiance, pretty much uh, almost your wife, uh, tells you she's pregnant, and you know it's not yours because you didn't sleep with her. And the conclusions that you could have in your mind is, you know what? She cheated on me. Right? And so the question is, what would you do? I know what I would have done. Uh, and, and I think Joseph echoes much of how we see things apart from faith. On the surface, you know you're not the father, and, and, and so she must have slept with another man because that's the only way you can get pregnant. Oh, yeah? Well, he doesn't know yet, but that's what he's thinking. And I'm sure, you know, just put yourself in Joseph's shoes. I'm sure Mary told him. Uh, the angel Gabriel came to me and told me that I'm going to be pregnant and bear a son conceived by the Holy Spirit, not a man. It was a supernatural virgin conception. Can you imagine for a second what must have been going through Joseph's mind? That's not my baby. Uh, I'm not the father. And, and, and here's, here's the thing. Should I, should I believe her? Should I believe what she's telling me? Should I believe that an angel came? Should I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, conceived in her uh, a son? Should I believe that this son is God the Son, uh, the Son of God come in the flesh? And can you imagine how crazy that must have sounded? Your betrothed is carrying the Son of God. What would you do? I think most of us uh, would do exactly what Joseph does here. He thinks he's going to do the right thing by breaking things off quietly. Right? But he's not doing the right thing. Why? Because he doesn't believe Mary. And if he did, maybe he doesn't want to be the adopted, adoptive father uh, to the Son of God. Now, we're not absolutely sure, but one thing we do know is that he is afraid to take Mary as his wife. How do we know that? Look at verse 20 with me. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of God, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. And he's probably afraid with all, about, with all the ramifications that would have come with taking her or continuing to take her as his wife. Maybe he was afraid that she would, you know, if, if, it, if she was pregnant by another man, that she would continue to commit adultery, uh, that if it really was the Son of God, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't think he's worthy of it, maybe. There's all kinds of reasons, but uh, there's a, a sense in which uh, his unbelief is taking over. His fears are taking over. And so when we make decisions out of fear, they're usually not going to be the best decisions. When we make decisions based on our fears, we're not going to make them based on faith. You see, the, think of it as, as the weighing out of how we uh, see things and how we prioritize things, how we make decisions. The, the stronger our faith, the smaller our fears. But the stronger our fears, the smaller our faith. 
And so, where do you, what do you think has the power in, in Joseph's mind right now, in Joseph's heart? Right? And so when we, when, we, when we look at our circumstances on a superficial level, it means we're not seeing things through the lens of faith. We're seeing only part of the picture, not the full picture. We're not seeing the invisible realities of God's existence and power. We're not seeing the visible appearance. We're only seeing the visible appearance of things as our human eyes can see, not the spiritual, invisible possibilities of God's promise and his power. All Joseph sees is a woman who is pregnant, not by him. He doesn't believe Mary uh, could have gotten pregnant. Um, and, and, and most likely he's thinking, you know, um, I've never heard of, uh, of a woman getting pregnant without a man. And again, that just reminds us of the supernatural power of God. Right? If the God of the Bible... Uh, created the universe out of nothing, and he is sovereign and in control of over all things, that he made the laws of nature and of the universe, then he can pause them and work over them, right? It's not, it's not that far-fetched, right? And uh, if, if God made humanity and God made Mary, God made the, uh, the birth process from conception all the way to, uh, to birth and then, you know, watches over people's lives, then why is it hard for us to think that God can bring about and, and conceive a baby boy uh, from the Holy Spirit supernaturally, that God can come and take on human flesh and become like us in every way yet without sin? Uh, if, you, if you can concede the supernaturalism uh, of the Bible as plausible and, 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 and also possible and also uh, real and true, then the virgin conception is not that far-fetched. But, uh, but Joseph is having a hard time here, and I don't blame him. Maybe he's afraid of everything that comes with her pregnancy. Uh, what will his family say? What will his friends say? What will his neighbors and coworkers say? Um, this is how we need to consider what it means to walk by faith and not by fear. When we live by fear, it means we're controlled by them. Whatever controls us rules over us. And that becomes our functional God. This is why the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord uh, versus fear of other things. The fear of the Lord is, is the stance, the reverence and the awe that we have as we trust in the Lord, as we worship the Lord, as we uh, see him for who he is, the almighty sovereign maker and creator of all things. And then the fear of idols, the fear of man, the fear of other people's opinions, the fear of my circumstances, the fear of, my, of not having enough money in the bank account. What we fear says everything about what we worship and what we love. 
So fear of failure means that we worship success. Fear of poverty means we worship money. Fear of losing friends or, or uh, being lonely means that we worship people's love. So we need to do two things when we make decisions in hard circumstances. First, we need to remember that God is in control and he knows what he's doing. We need to, secondly, we need to remember God's promises in his word that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he will always be with us. And so we don't need to be afraid. If God is with us, uh, what can our fears do to us? If God is for us, then who or what can be against us? Ed Welch says that the only way to fight fear is drive it out with a greater fear. We need to dislodge and replace the fear of whatever it is that controls us with the greater, more powerful, holy fear of God, who is Lord and sovereign over all. Now, this fear of the Lord is not being terrified uh, as if uh, he's like this, this cosmic uh, mass murderer or, or, or some kind of monster. It's not that kind of fear. It's a holy fear of reverence and awe for the immensity, the infinite, eternal, and unchangeable being and glory of a sovereign God for who he is. Because if we fear him, then everything else just seems so small and our fears become smaller as well. You see, fear of the Lord is a better fear, a greater holy fear that knows that God is greater than anything else. And so we don't have to fear those other things. So if I fear what other people think of me, then I fight that fear with the greater fear of knowing what God thinks of me, the reverence and awe and the joy of what God thinks of me. Because if he loves me, then I don't need to, to feel validated. Uh, I don't need to, to feel accepted if other people don't love me. If, if you losing status before people, if you're afraid of losing status before people, then fight it with the fear of God in whom your status is fully and completely assured. Are you afraid of losing your reputation? Uh, maybe you stumble and you fall and, and uh, you're afraid of what other people will think of you. It will, that fear will almost melt away or at least it'll be, become minuscule because the greater, deeper fear that by which you live is the joy of knowing that your reputation is firm before the God of heaven and earth because you are accepted and beloved in Christ Jesus. That you are justified by grace through faith. You are being made holy more and more. And more than that, you are adopted as sons and daughters of the living God. And no one and nothing can take that away from you. You will always be a son and a daughter, an heir of God, a co-heir with Christ. And so, you know, if other people uh, look down on you, you know, that's okay, because God loves me. God, I'm accepted before God. And so the greater fear will always drive out 
the lesser fear. Brian Chappell tells a story of a member of his church who was uh, the, head, the, the safety officer for a medical supply company. And she found a serious problem with one of their products that could have hurt a lot of people. And her supervisors pressured her into signing, uh, signing off on, on this um, problem. I think it was the packaging. And, and, um, and if, if, uh, if anything happened during that packaging um, process, then there was a contamination. But uh, it was just a, a theoretical problem. But she thought that it would become a real problem, and they, they were pressuring her to sign off because, you, know, you know, if anything happens, you know, it's an acceptable loss. And uh, they even threatened, they even threatened her to fire her, but she wouldn't do it because uh, she trusted in the Lord and she knew that she, she had to do the right thing, whatever the cost, because she, was, she had a holy fear of God more than she had a fear of losing her job and being ridiculed by her supervisors. And so she wouldn't do it. And she expected to be fired uh, within the week. But somehow the CEO of the company got a hold of the safety report and he realized that though it would cost them millions to recall the batch, it would have cost them billions if anyone got hurt and they got sued. And most of all, it was the right thing to do and the CEO uh, wanted to do the right thing. And so the supervisors who threatened her uh, this, uh, this Christian safety officer, they were all fired, and she was elevated as chief safety officer. She feared the Lord more than she feared losing her job. And that's how we need to walk by faith rather than fear. And so how do we ultimately make those hard decisions by faith rather than fear? We do it by turning from our fears to faith in the Lord. Not just having a greater fear, but translating that greater fear, that holy fear and joy in the Lord uh, uh, into faith in the Lord, because of faith in the Lord. We turn from the fears that control us to trust in the Lord who loves us. Look at what the angel says to Joseph. He tells them why he shouldn't fear. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. And then he gives them three reasons. First, she is pregnant by the work of the Holy Spirit. Right? He says that. And so he should believe what the angel Gabriel told her. He should believe what Mary said. And second, she will give birth to a son who shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You see, he's hearing the gospel being preached to him. He's trusting in the person and work of the son in Mary's womb. He's turning from his fears of whatever his family or what other people might say and turning in faith to Jesus uh, who comes to save. And thirdly, he remembers God's word that informs his fears. This is important, friends. That whenever we are afraid, there's always a word from the Lord in Scripture that gives us exactly what we need to see everything in the right context, to see everything in the right frame. 
And, uh, and that's what the angel does here. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. <laughs> See, she didn't sleep with another guy. God did it uh, supernaturally. And she was still a virgin. That's why uh, Matthew makes it a point that, that Joseph didn't know her, right, in the, you know, in the marital relational sense until after they got married, until after he gave birth, she gave birth to him. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, Joseph is being reminded that he's not alone. That, that this baby in Mary's womb is God with us. And, and so if God is with us, if God is with him, he needs, doesn't need to be afraid of anything. And it is out of that great, that stronger position of faith that melts all his fears, and then he can make it a new decision. And this is what we need to do when we have to make hard decisions. We need to see everything not by fear, but by faith. Turning from our fears and turning in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ by trusting in him and fearing him more than anything or anyone else. And this is why when Jesus commanded Peter to step out of the boat, his faith was greater than his fear of drowning, right? And so what did he do? He walked on water. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus and he saw the, the wind and the waves pushing up against him and maybe slapping him in his, at his ankles, he began to, his, his fear of drowning overtook his fear in the Lord and he took his eyes off. Right? And that's a really wonderful uh, illustration. And when we take our eyes off of, of Jesus, when, our, when the eyes of our hearts no longer are, are beholding Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and we're just looking at, at the problems and the circumstances, the hardships and the, and, and the difficulties uh, right around us, then we're doing exactly what Peter did. We're not trusting in the Lord. We're more afraid of our circumstances than trusting in God's power. And we're going to sink. So whatever our fears uh, may be, don't stare at them. Look away from them and look to Jesus. Trust in him and let that be the driving reality by which you make all your decisions in life, by which you see everything. Let it be the faith vision goggles that lets you see through the darkness of your fears and anxieties so that you can see Jesus clearly and walk to him. This is what it means to walk by faith, not by sight. That when we see Jesus by faith, when we behold him with our eyes, uh, uh, the eyes of our hearts, then we do it so that we can go to him. And that's exactly what Jesus does here. Or, sorry, that's what Joseph does here. How do we know that Joseph's faith overcame his fears? He woke up. He woke up and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. What did he do? He took Mary as his wife and knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And then what did he do? He confessed his faith in Jesus when he called him by his name. How amazing is that? To hold the baby Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us. 
in his arms, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a woman, born in a manger, born a weak, free, frail, needy baby who will grow up to one day die for him to save him from his sins. And he calls him Jesus. Can you imagine Jesus? Joseph, I will call you Jesus, for you will save me from my sins. And so when you, make, when you have to make those hard decisions, make them by faith, not by fear. Open the eyes of your hearts, and don't, you, don't just use the eyes in your head. Then at the end of it all, when you behold Jesus in your arms, the arms of faith, your arms of love, you realize, yeah, it was hard, but at the same time, it was the easiest decision that I could have ever made. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for, for the faith that you give us, the eyes that we have, to see things as they really are, to trust in you more than in our circumstances. Lord, would you turn those hard and difficult decisions into easy ones as we trust in you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.